0: call it 209 till infinity friend the party don't stop the party don't end now let's let the episode begin
1: what up what up what up it's your boy savage o'malley from the 209 till infinity podcast if you don't know who it is you're tripping because you are clicking on it so you know who it is we're switching it up today so, I'm going to hand it over to my man, the guy with the plan, the guy in his room doesn't have the broom, <laughs> DJ Billier. What's going on, my man?
0: What up? What up? What up? It's your boy, DJ Billier, who's always only a phone call away and or a FaceTime another, away. Yeah, or FaceTime. That's right. Welcome to another episode of the 209 Till Infinity podcast coming to you live from FaceTime and my iPhone X, and uh, we'll break down a little bit as to why we're doing it this way. It's been a minute since we've come to you via the phone. Uh, probably the last time was during uh, during quarantine, right? When we were officially locked down and not allowed to leave the house was the last time we did it this way.
1: Yeah, because basically what was going on was uh, you were trying to be safe and, and respect other people's... Uh, health and whatnot, and uh, yes. city and county ordinances. On yes. top of that, you are too chicken shit to be an outlaw. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, you know, I've never went, been one for breaking the law, my friend, and not, not much of a rule breaker, not much of a law breaker, not much of a, uh, I don't know, criminal, hard ass. I'm I don't, I don't
1: know if uh, you ignoring the COVID, uh, getting together <laughs> in groups is criminal outlaw activity, but
0: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But yeah, I think we did four or five during that lockdown mm-hmm. over the phone. So this is actually the first time that we've done it via FaceTime. I think uh, four or five episodes back, your brother happened to FaceTime you in the middle of an episode. And we had a short conversation with him. And when we played it back, we were like, damn, that that sounds pretty damn good, man. Sounds a lot better than the quality I got when I was just literally calling in on the phone. So. Right. We're gonna give this a try and see how it turns out. Uh fingers crossed, hopefully everything is uh smooth as silk and it sounds incredible. You know what I'm saying? How you doing, man?
1: Good man. Hopefully, as the kids say, it's not sus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not sus at all. We want this to be lit and legit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's if lit. You
1: hey, you know what I'm saying? We out here keeping it litty litty, you know? <laughs>
0: absolutely that's the only way we roll
1: in the 209 yes sir only. yes sir hey so uh got a little meat and potatoes that we're gonna get into but before we get into that i did want to acknowledge something that happened um two things actually uh mm-hmm. for a couple minutes i, I did want to and we didn't and bill doesn't know this is coming it just reminded me it triggered in my head uh right. i was up in amador county because mm-hmm. they uh as as you know if you follow the show my uh my father passed away, and, and one of the things that happened, which was extremely cool, uh, the high school he used to work at, Argonaut High School, and the high school that he uh, he was the voice of the Argonaut Mustangs uh, football, the guy up there in the uh, announcer's booth calling out plays and first downs and, and penalties all right. and all that stuff. For 23 years, he did that. Uh, they uh, they honored him and they uh, dedicated the announcers booth to my dad, and right. so we went up there and it was uh, it was on homecoming weekend and uh, me and my mom and my sister and my aunt and uncle and one of my nephews and uh, a couple family friends um, you know uh, Nipsey Hussle friend of the show was there right. uh, and uh, so uh, it was really cool and they did a halftime ceremony and. We were all in front, uh, up on the cheerleader boxes in front of the crowd, and and the athletic director um, said some words, some very kind words. Uh, my sister, Sweet Tea, actually did a real good job of getting on the mic and telling a cool story and something cool about Dad. Uh, yes. And it was real nice because, and I put this on my social media post, I said, usually like, you know, I'm the podcast guy, I'm the loud guy, I'm the guy that, I usually get the mic thrown at me, can you say something, because it's, you know, right. it's hard to say stuff, and and, and unfortunately, I do get this. Oh, Scott will do it, you know, and I got yeah. to even get asked sometime. I just think, here's the mic, and I'll be like, oh.
0: Auto- automatic, right?
1: Figure it out. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, but she did really good. She s- s- did this uh, cool little uh, thing that she said. It was about a minute, and it was really nice. Um, and then they dedicated the, uh, like I said, the announcer's booth to my dad, and they, uh, my dad had a saying that, uh, you know, every time the school or the Argonaut Mustangs would get a first down, he would be like, First down Mustangs, right? And it kind of became a thing that, like, everyone kind of did it. And so on the front of the announcer booth on the roll down doors, they wrote first down Mustangs and then put a Mustang. So on all four doors, it was very cool. Uh, I thought it was really great. Um, Bill, you were there. You were, yeah, Yeah. Bill was able to come over because he was actually at Amador uh, across town because his son uh, not only plays football, but they were having homecoming and he was in the running for homecoming king. And we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but, uh, so Bill was able to come across town real quick. Uh, him and his lovely bride, Amber, were there. I talked to Amber. It was very nice. I'm really glad she was there because, uh, one thing I did remember, uh, as soon as I got there is I don't really like high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and and I was talking to a friend about that and I was like, she was like, were you like, was it weird for high school? Were you like not popular? And I was like, actually, no, I was very popular. I had lots of friends. Like high school wasn't a problem. I just... I don't like it. I don't I don't know like I like I dislike high school much more now as an adult, but and it's so funny yeah. to me because you go to a game like that in a small town, right? There's people that still are all about the high school and that's that's their Friday night and like they Absolutely. they look forward to Friday night, you know, like Rosemont's coming in, let's go big blue you
0: know. Yeah.
1: Like and then they back their trucks up and they're tailgating and then that's the thing, man. It's huge, but, dude. Yeah, it's a it big
0: and it's crazy. It's like uh It's really strange because until Max started playing football, I didn't go to football games. Every once in a while, the boys would want me to take them and I would drop them off and I'd stand out and wait for them. But it's really weird to sit in the stands and look around and go, you know, I've been out of this school for 30 years and shit really hasn't changed all that much. It's like almost the same, like like trippy.
1: Here's a funny little story and and I wanted to say this. So like I said, his homecoming at both schools, Uh, So uh, they knew we were coming. They saved us a couple spots in the paid parking lot down by the field. So we pulled in. They told them they were going, and we get in there, right? And we have three cars of people, so we park, and we get out, and we're waiting to try to figure out where we're going. And uh, this is before you were there, so I don't think I told you this, but um, this truck pulls in. It's like a red Dodge truck or whatever, right? And she's like, "Uh, it's $6 or whatever it is to park. And he's like, oh, I'm with the homecoming committee. Like the and he and she's like oh okay go ahead, and he like pulls away and starts to pull off and he rolls down his window he goes nineteen ninety four and then takes off like, and I was like, what in the back fuck where am I right now this is, yeah. like he, he was like yeah gotcha and then he parked like eight stalls away like she can catch you dude like
0: yeah, yeah. like
1: it, I was just like all right man whatever it was yeah. hilarious to me.
0: Sick burn, bro. Sick, Sick burn. burn, bro. 94
1: forever. Oh, <laughs> Mustangs till I die, bro. Uh, so anyway, but that was very cool. Uh, it was recorded and uh, Bill was able to record and, and Amber taking some pictures. So we were all had an opportunity to uh, uh, be out there for that. And it it, uh, it meant a lot. You know what I mean? It was very cool. And like you said, it was, it was, it was well done. It was uh, not too much, not too little. And uh, it was... And I'll tell you this, this is, and this is the, the thing that, um, the thing that kind of got me a little bit is as we get older, you know, I often think and wonder like just in my random time, not all the time, you know what I mean? But like, if I died tomorrow, would people care? Yeah. Would people remember me? Would, did I make a difference? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's something that we all feel on some level. Right. And, And, uh, you know, I was really worried when we did the uh, the thing with my dad up uh, the the uh, celebration of life, and we talked about that. I was really worlded, worried that I didn't know if people were gonna show up. Like right. I didn't know if we were going through this process, and it was gonna be like eight of us, which would have been fine. We'd have figured it out. But like, 50 to 60, 70 people showed up, and it was great. And Absolutely. so, and so this was, and it was really nice to me, and made me feel good inside because. People loved him. People cared about him. You know what I mean? Like I kind of go, sure. I kind of left and went on and lived my life, which is what I'm supposed right. to do. Sure. But dad was still there doing his thing and, and, and working at the school and announcing football games and a huge part of that community. And, uh, it was really just, it, it made me feel good that, uh, that they acknowledged that and that they, you know, he was, uh, uh, gone, but not forgotten.
0: Right. Right. So clearly, clearly meant a lot to a lot of people. And it was was evident at the celebration of life at Sutter Creek. It was even more so evident at the game, Um, just the impact that he had. And, and man, I don't think you got anything to worry about, dude. When, uh, you know, I'm not, not, you know, knock on wood, it ain't happening anytime soon. But when it does happen, I guarantee you have that same impact, my friend. Guarantee.
1: Well, I appreciate that. And that's not what I was looking for. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like like I was worried, like, you know, that's my dad. Like, you know. Sure, I, sure, I, yeah. I want, like, the fact that people, like, he was as important to people as he was to me and to other people, you know what I mean? So, Absolutely. mental up. So, anyway, He's, that happened. And yeah. meanwhile, across town in Old Sutter and, Creek, California, yeah. home of Amateur High School. The, yeah, I was
0: nervous, man. I was real nervous because uh, uh, I thought both games were going to start at seven. And I was like thinking to myself, all right. Halftimes are going to kind of be simultaneously happening at both schools. But somebody was watching out for me and uh, the Amador game started at seven. You guys didn't get rolling until like 730. So I was able to see my son, Maxwell Adams, uh, get crowned homecoming king. He was crowned homecoming king. I snapped a few photos, threw it up on the social media, and then boom, I hopped in the car hauled ass across town to uh, to Argonaut High School and ran up just as it was starting. I literally parked, ran all the way around to the front, came down, and somebody threw a phone at me to hold up a phone so I could, uh, so your, your brother Brian could watch on the, uh, I was holding up the phone for him on On FaceTime, just like this. Right. And I feel bad. My apologies to Brian, man. Argonaut's kind of in a hole. So is Amador. Both high schools are like in a hole where cell phone reception doesn't work. So it kept kicking off. And I kept having to restart it. And every time you restart it, you get that shot of your own face where you're like, oh, God damn. I'm sorry, man. I didn't. It's horrible, man. He kept having to see me. And he was like, hey, Bill. And then I'd flip the camera around. Hey, Bill. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That happened like two or three times, man, where I'm like, sorry, bro. Man, it ain't me, man. It's. It's not user error, I yeah. swear.
1: It's, no, it was it was fu- it was funny because I thought they were both were like, oh, that was starting at seven. The amateur game they told us, oh, it's gonna start at seven thirty. And we're like, all right. So we got the Argonaut game is seven thirty. We got we got in there at seven fifteen. By the time we parked, it was seven twenty. They said I thought that the halftime was gonna be around seven thirty. That's when they wanted us there. Right. We got there at seven twenty. There was still thirty minutes on the pregame clock countdown before the game started so like we had planned to be in and out of there you know and 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 at el torero before nine to eat dinner right and right we were way behind schedule so
0: yeah it it worked out it worked out for me i don't know if they'd have started simultaneously i don't it just was perfect like it was perfect i could see max get crowned go through the whole ceremony and then uh and then that was still wrapping up and i was able to get over and catch that and come back and finish watching his game i got to see him uh make a play where there was a loose ball and he fell on the ball and and stopped the other team from getting it and uh the announcer for amador said uh and that was homecoming king that was homecoming king maxwell adams who saves the ball you know i was like oh perfect i made it back to see that i've never heard him that was the first time i'd ever heard him say his name over the loudspeaker for something he had done on the field so right. that night was huge and amazing for so many different reasons he, you know your father's ceremony was incredible max was homecoming king but i think that icing on the cake almost as as important was and I, i'm sure it was every bit as important to him was hearing his name over the loudspeaker
1: absolutely
0: him falling on that ball and holding on to it man and he, he he made it a point to tell me man like after I fell on it, three or four dudes kicked me and look at my knee right here and look at my arm. He's like, but that's football, dad. That's football. And I'm like, hell yeah, son. Get him. Get him. Nice. Yeah. It, it was awesome. Man. So it was, it was
1: a good awesome. night uh, getting back to the old, uh, getting back to the old county. Uh yeah. they, they honored dad. Max got The homecoming king. Nice little night in Amateur County. And then I, you know, I spent a couple hours at Mel's Diner. That's right. Yeah, and yeah, you were yeah. gonna you were gonna meet up, but then like you forgot you had your plane ticket or plane the uh, flight out to Orlando yeah, the next I was morning.
0: Flying out to Orlando the next morning, we had an eight a.m. flight, which means you'd get there two hours early, which means we're getting up at like four something in the morning. So I was like, ah, by the time the game ended, plus my game didn't end until like close to ten.
1: Yeah, we were already ask, there by the time
0: you were there and eating already, yeah. and I'm like, hey, man. I appreciate the invite. Sorry, I can't be there. I got to get home and pack and get to bed.
1: Yes, sir. So good oh. night. It was really cool. A lot of uh, awesome things happened that night uh, uh, for the 209 Till Infinity podcasters. Yes, uh, sir.
0: Yes, uh, sir. Amazing.
1: Now, little meat and taters. Yes. On a previous episode of 209 Till Infinity, right. the question was asked, Can a guy and girl be best friends without ever having sex? And that started a probably the most interaction that we've had with any episode, Um, just conversations and comments. And like, we've had episodes where we get a lot of feedback and stuff like that, but like not really, and, and people weren't arguing, but there was a lot of conversations and a lot of stuff.
0: Right, um, 100% hands down, the most comments, the most responses I've ever gotten from a social media post. And actually, I found the exact same social media post because it was a, it was a social media post that I happened to be glancing at uh, before we recorded. And I said, can you believe this bullshit? And I read it to you and said, "Look, listen to this question. Can a man and a woman be best friends without having sex? And I said, look, man, everybody is saying it's possible. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And you were like, hold that thought. We're going to talk about this on an episode. And we went into it. I,
1: I literally was like, ask me that when I hit play.
0: Yes. When I hit record. And you were like, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: And I was like, no, seriously.
0: Yeah. And we went in on it. And so I found that exact same picture, that exact same meme. It's a guy and a girl from some rom-com sitting back to back, smiling. And it says, can a man and a woman be best friends without ever having sex? I found that. I just slapped the 209 till Infinity logo on it. I said, hey, on this week's episode, we talk about this. What do you think? And that post reached so many people, and I got so much more feedback than I've ever gotten on anything we have ever posted.
1: So, crazy. So here so let me just read the comments from the Instagram post. Okay. Nell two oh nine said nope. Just flat out nope. Yeah. Uh MMB Honors said yes, but not if you like having a girlfriend or a wife. Right. Yeah. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, OU nasty said sing it. Like, you know, that's not happening, man. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. The opposite side, Woody Country 85, said, yeah. yes, uh, some of my best friends are girls and we haven't done anything together. Do I wish it could happen 100%? When it comes down to it, I value a friendship to be longer lasting than ra- rather than just having sex. I get put in the friend zone, or I see you as a brother a shit ton. It sucks to be put there, but sometimes you just gotta be that person.
0: Right, right. And, and then, that's honest.
1: And yeah, and then and then and then uh, I believe this was you said, uh, "Great feedback, my dude." And then uh, <laughs> Miss I- Miss Eyes <laughs> said, yes. "That's so sad. I'll give you play." There, Woody. There get you him, go, brother. Woody. Sounds like you got to, You got Hey, there's a friend zone exit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's that sympathy love.
1: Hey, I'll give you play. There yeah. you go, Woody.
0: Sometimes it just takes a little honesty and a sad story, my friend, and that's gonna get you over the top. I saw that too, man. She popped right in. That is very sad. I'll give you play, and I was just like, hey, well, you know. Hey,
1: hey. As a uh, as uh, a friend of the show, Todd Shaw once said. Get in where oh, you yeah. fit in, man.
0: That's right. <laughs> hey, man, too short.
1: Uh, and that's then, then uh, never been and then, Diener, the MCer, or MC'er, yes. said, yeah, after the first time they realized it was a bad idea, once that's out of the way, then moving forward, there's no stone unturned. Right. And then okay. you said, so are you saying you need to get the sex out of the way before you can move into the friendship? And then they responded, well, yes, some girls develop feelings over time for the guy and then either risk it or cherish it enough to not want to lose them. While the guy could have had a thing for them all along and half the battle of not knowing. Two two adults are able to hook up and get over it. The chemistry is what makes a relationship and sure people could be close friends or even best friends without the opposite sex but there will always be a part of them that will never know how the other half lives or feels until either gets brought up once once one is in a relationship. They get too drunk or something happens and then their friend suggests it or they make a joke like the famous quote I'm a little horny blah blah and then they're best friends, you know. So, you yeah, were like yeah. good, fe- good feedback, much appreciated, right? So, kind of all over the board, like no, yes, it can happen. This guy like broke it down with like hardcore. I'm assuming yeah. Diener, the MC'er is uh, Deaner Sounds like a the pick looks like a male, so I'm gonna say he. Yeah, yeah. If I'm wrong, I apologize, ma'am no, or sir. So, so yep. sir. Uh, but uh, and and that's. And Dina, what he kind of uh, was uh, in a long, uh, long winded way of kind of saying is exactly what I was saying. Right. Like, that's always there. So now, can you be best friends without that? Sure. Maybe. I don't know. But that's still there.
0: Right. Oh, for sure. I felt like Instagram was uh, a little more thoughtful about the subject. They went into more detail. Um, A lot of the Facebook responses were just like, yep, Definitely absolutely, for sure, of course. Like, they didn't go into details. They didn't break it down. There was a couple of people on Facebook where I was like, well, what do you mean? I, I, I had to start fishing to get some more responses. There was a couple of people I'm like, did you read that it says best friends? This isn't acquaintances. This isn't just somebody you know from work. This is a best friend. And then I had a couple people that went into a little more detail. You know, one of them was my homie Keith, who actually... I knew this about him for a long time, and I forgot to mention it on the last episode. My homie Keith is absolutely 100% best friends with a woman who is not his wife. His wife is totally cool with it. Um, He has known this girl as long as you and I have known each other, Scott, since junior high, probably. So you're talking 30 plus years. Um, Her name is Tammy. They are incredibly tight. They never, never, ever, ever had a romantic relationship. Her and Keith will both tell you that the thought of that is like disgusting to them. They can't even fathom it. They can't even imagine it. They would never, ever attempt in a million years to go there. And uh, the thing I like about Keith, though, is I go, Keith, that, that's awesome. And it's true. I know you. Keith is not full of shit. Keith wouldn't lie to me. I believe Keith. If Keith tells me he never thought of her in that way, I believe him because I know Keith. It's be the same way if you told me that, dude. A lot of people could tell me that and I wouldn't believe them. But when Keith does it says it, or if somebody like you was like, "Dude, Bill, I'm telling you, I don't got no feelings for that girl," I would buy it because I know the person. So I got to give the shout out to Keith. He is the exception. Him and Tammy are the exception to that rule. But the thing I like about Keith is Keith also said, "I understand that that's rare. I'm not the norm. That's not the norm. It's not something that happens every day or on a regular basis. There aren't. I don't know if there's a lot of dudes' wives." That would be cool with that. You know what I mean? Like, And so, but that there is that example. I forgot to mention it on the episode where we talked about it. And Keith chimed back in on the social media. And he goes, Bill, you know how I feel. You're looking for a dude's side of point of view on this? Boom. Look at me, man. And he's absolutely right. So there are, it does happen. I just don't think it happens as much as a lot of these people are letting on. It's not that easy.
1: So let me just start off. By telling Keith, wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> here's here's what I, here's what I say. All right, I want to hear from Tammy.
0: She's chimed in on the social media. Yeah. Did she? Yeah, she said absolutely. Keith and I, I'd never go anywhere, do anything. Not interested. So I've known both of them forever. So
1: here's yeah. the thing, right? And and we talked about this exceptions to the rule. Yeah. Right. There's there outside of the uh, the uh, the natural exceptions like, you know, heterosexuality, homosexuality, things like that. The one percenters. I did
0: have a couple people that chimed in and said, yeah, I can be friends with a dude if he's gay. Yeah. Like, yeah, "Yeah, that doesn't count.
1: So. uh, Mariposa Mahler chimed Uh, in. Yeah. Said Savage coming in 209 hard this week on the pod. And well, I said, I, I'm out here spitting truth bombs and he's like, "You aren't wrong, my man."
0: Yeah. All right. All right.
1: You know, and uh the and and then here's the thing and and, and I kind of got got into it in some conversations with people once this came out. And I, and I mean, got into it with we weren't like really like fighting or anything, but just creative differences or arguments, you know what I mean? Right. And 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 I, and I And, and my biggest thing was that story that I told about work. Right. And I, and I said, did you listen to the podcast? And they're like, no, I haven't got to it yet. And I, and I reiterated my work story about how they probably never even looked at me in a sexual nature because that's who they are. Right. Me as a male, I'm have a different foundation, right? So I look at, think of those things, even though I'm not actively thinking those things. Like, that's like my instinct. Right. Now, everyone's instinct's not going to be the same. Maybe, you know, and 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 this is where the exceptions come from. But like, I had those instincts and those thoughts and those things with people who were just my friends, not best friends. Right. So, so, so. After many discussions and many conversations with people, like my ultimate determination of this is this. For the most part, men cannot do that.
0: Correct. I agree.
1: For the most part, women believe they can do
0: that. The resounding, uh, resounding, I don't know if I want to say resounding results, but... I'd say 99% of the comments I got, especially on Facebook, were from women and all the women said yes. And a couple of dudes even said yes. But I don't know if I got any no's on Facebook. And I got a lot of comments on Facebook.
1: I also believe this. I also believe that people say certain things on social media because they know other people are watching.
0: I agree. It looks good.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Hey, we all make our lives wanna make our lives look and sound incredible on social media. I'll
1: when just say to... this. I'll just say this. Country Woody looked real good and he got a date offer, you know? Yeah. I mean?
0: <laughs> Off of being honest.
1: Yeah, he was being honest. Like, hey, I've been in the friend zone.
0: People appreciate that, man. People appreciate that honesty. But I, I agree with you 100 percent I, I think it's much easier to to maybe lie is not the right term, but embellish or make you make it sound like it would be easier than it would because that's what social media is look we all post our best day on social media when the dog looks amazing when your son wins homecoming King you know when you're when you're promoting your podcast you know it's very rare that for if I am having a shitty day and I think somebody's an asshole at work I don't go to social media and go man life sucks I, I know there are a few people that do but for the most part, that's what social media is. Social media is you're putting your best self out there, your best foot forward. It might not always be the honest, most honest version of yourself, but it's the self that you want.
1: It's the people perception to believe. It's the perception you want people to perceive.
0: Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's, right? it's what you'd like people to think your life is like all the time.
1: And I understand. And I understand that from the uh, the general ideal of what you should be doing or what you know what it is you know what i mean but i mean the problem with that is that let's say you you know you post on social media with my happy family and we're doing this and you know people who don't know what's going on in your life think that you're just having this great life and you're happy right and all these things and your marriage and your kids and all this stuff right for sure. But realistically, your life's a fucking time bomb or your life's shitty as hell because you're unhappy and all these things. So then, ultimately, that usually doesn't last. And then when you split up, people are like, What? Right. Well, I thought you were so... You just went to Cabo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And they don't realize you've been unhappy for five years or ten years or he's cheating on you or she's cheating on him or somebody's got a meth addiction or whatever. You know You're what I mean? On a show. Yeah, it's just putting a, a show. show. That's all it is. And so I learned in a long time not to believe any of that shit. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Right? And like, I'll, I'll tell you, one of the greatest compliments I ever got was because this conversation has come up before, not the, the sex thing, but the what people post on social media. Is I had somebody tell me, they said, Look, Scott, you don't post negativity usually on social media. Right. But I will tell you this that you certainly po- post real shit. Right. Like you, it might not be negative, but it's not always fucking sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes you'll be like, look at this, or this is it. Or you've done videos where like, look, this is this is why you check in on your strong friend, da, 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 you know what I mean? That right. kind of thing. And so like, that was a great compliment to me because I don't want to be a negative guy, but I also want to like, and, and, and by far, by far, the most feedback I get on stuff on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook by far is the real shit. I post people do not comment on it on the page, but I get tons of DMS, right? Tons of DMS. Like I'll post something real, like whatever. Right. And then I'll get a DM from somebody and they'll be like, this shit hit me hard. Like that's, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Thank you so much for posting this. Or I'll post something like I got an old coworker hit me back on uh, Facebook Messenger was like, I needed to see that today. Thank you so much. You don't know how bad I needed to see that. Yeah. Cause that like I I don't ever get shit on my fucking positive post. Here's what I get shit uh, stuff back from, my real stuff,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and all the stuff about my dad. I've been getting a ton of feedback on that. But if I post, be like, yo, I just did this in softball. I'm a stud or whatever. This is amazing. I just did this. Crickets. The yeah. podcast. Da, 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 we just reached this. Crickets.
0: Yeah. Brand new episode. Yeah. Click the link. Yeah. One like. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mercy went to the groomers. Like, 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 like. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. Like, 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 like. Ah, fuck.
0: She does look amazing, though. Thank you. The difference is insane.
1: Hey, and I keep it real. I posted the before she went to the groomer po- yes. thing. She looked like yeah. literally like a dust mop, dude. She was yeah. so long.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah That's that what made the puzzle so good, man.
1: Yeah, because in, 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 I wasn't planning on talking about this, but classic kind of while while you're on the I- iPad right now is because go ahead and tell why you're, why we're on the iPad. I don't think we got to
0: it. No, oh, Yeah. Holy Lord, we got going and didn't even get into that. Yeah, Half the episode's
1: gone and we forgot. (laughs) Well done.
0: That's hilarious. That's that's typical 209 for you right there. Um, Yeah, I'm coming to you live from FaceTime because um, a young lady um, Thursday in my office tested positive for COVID-19. And uh, I was halfway to work Thursday, got a group message from the... uh, from Dan, the, my, my supervisor in my office. And he said, hey everybody, please work from home today. Uh, one of your coworkers has tested positive for COVID-19. I uh, don't want you to come in until Monday. Uh, and then, so I turned around and went back to the house and then got a message a little later. Actually guys, um, let's have you not, you're gonna have to stay home and quarantine for 10 days or get a negative test. So, Friday, I went in and got a test. And while I was waiting for my results, another young lady came onto the group text message and said, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm asymptomatic, which means she's not sick. She feels fine, but I tested positive for COVID 19. I feel great, but I've got it. So, now we're on to a second young lady in my office who has it. And now I'm sitting on pins and needles. I feel fine, Mm -hmm. but that's the scary thing about COVID-19. You can feel absolutely fine, but be a carrier and still infect other people. So here I am waiting now, you know, not one, but two people have it. And I'm waiting for my results. And I went in Friday at 10, waited all day Saturday and got nothing. And when I didn't get it Saturday, I was like, shit, I'm not going to get anything till Monday. I'm not going to get it on Sunday. And I got up this morning, walked the dog, and sure enough, around 10 o'clock, I looked at my email and there was, uh, I tested negative for COVID-19. So I'm fit as a fiddle, right as rain, cleared to go back to work tomorrow. But that is why we are on the these Zoom right now or on the FaceTime. I was going to come down early this morning and we were going to record in the studio. But, you know, with uh, like you said, with your mom coming around a lot, it's just not worth the risk, man.
1: I hate to play devil's advocate. Yeah. And you know I'm very supportive of you. Yes. But I also like to keep it real. Yes. Did you say you're fit as a fiddle?
0: Well, yeah. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have COVID-19. Okay. I'm not in the best shape of my life in any other avenue. Good point. Fair enough.
1: (laughs) You you and I are more fit like a cello.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, not, a, not, a, no, not fiddles, dude. Yeah. Probably fit just in general is not a right term. Let me just put it. Let me just rewind. I don't have COVID-19. I don't feel sick. I still need to drop about 30 pounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so that's why we're on FaceTime right now. Um Correct. But uh, to go f- now rewind back to the mercy thing. Um uh, her appointment was five weeks ago where, where she's on a regular rotation with a groomer. And uh, with my new job, like I have limited time where I can do uh, my responsibilities because I'm at work all day during the week and you can't really do much after work, you know, as far as appointments and things like that. So my time is limited to the weekends. So I had her appointment set up. We used to go on Wednesdays when I worked from home before, but now I got to do it Saturdays. So we had an appointment for a Saturday at the end of August, got up did our stuff, got her in the car, which she does not like to do, and drove to the groomers, walked up, signed a piece of paper on the door, said, uh, sorry, we had to close for a family emergency. We really apologize. We will um, be in contact for all missed appointments. So given what I have been through the last few months, I'm very understanding of family emergencies and how things are and what's going on. That being said, I also was like, shit! Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, she needs her thing. Like, there's this breed. Like, okay, whatever. So, I understand. I call a couple days later. They're like, oh, they were so sorry. We're booked. We're da-da-da. I can get her in on the 15th. All right, fine. Two weeks, whatever. So, 15th, get up, process, get her in the car. She doesn't like it. Drive up to the groomers. Sign on the door. Three people in here have COVID. We had to close. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Hey, I'm an understanding guy. Yeah. But at a certain point, point, at a certain yeah. point, you're like, come on. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. now she's two weeks plus past her appointment. These Who knows how long these guys are going to be out again. Now they got COVID. Now and they've minimum, missed.
0: Minimum 10 days.
1: Now they've missed how many appointments? Yeah. so i start looking for groomers right well it's COVID time everyone's backed up yeah. so i finally found one in turlock i took her on this uh past saturday and i made sure that i took a pic a pre-grooming picture because this was by far the longest her hair had ever been since i've had her and she nice. literally looked like a white dust mop or a brown dust mop yeah, 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 yeah. A beige dust mop, and then starting
0: to get a little like kind of a dreadlock look. Yeah. On almost. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She kind of looked like uh, who's a who's a white person with dreads.
0: Yeah, I, that's a great question. I don't have an answer for that. I'd like to come up with something and be intelligent, but I don't have one.
1: That's who too. Hey, she looked like the bad guys in Matrix Three.
0: There you go. Yes. Yeah. The vampires. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, twins. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yes. Uh. Yeah, so. so thank you uh so uh got her done and then it's so funny like i had multiple people text me after i posted that she's like it is she's like they were like hey did you use a filter i was like no there's no filters she is insanely white in the second picture the clean yeah. picture like totally white and then, and then also the pic kind of looked like she's smiling too
0: yeah it's like almost not even the same dog it's yeah. it's crazy dude it's, yeah it's, it's night and day yeah for
1: sure 100%. so it was uh it was uh it was, a, it was a productive day. Uh, but COVID try to keep us down, try to keep you from recording, try to keep Mercy from getting her yeah. grooming. But we're yeah. like, no COVID, not up in here. Yeah. Not up in here.
0: <laughs> we're still getting it done, baby.
1: We had to, man. That's what we do. It's what, what we do. It's how we roll. Um, <clears throat> Bill, do you mind if I uh if I say a little something?
0: Wait, let me I wanna backtrack
1: just for a second. Backtrack yeah. it up,
0: bro one of the things I wanted to mention before we move on about the, uh, men and women being best friends without having sex. Um, I think too, we had talked about that a lot of people were putting up a false front on social media and saying things that sound good. I also think that a big part of it too, is I think people, people are taking the term best friend a little lightly. When I think about best friend, I think about like Somebody that you lean on, somebody that you spend a lot of time with, someone that um, you'll share your innermost, innermost secrets with and your problems that you would constantly be on the phone with, going to concerts, going to movies, whatever. You know, like like a best friend is, is, is above and beyond. I think a lot of these people are thinking like buddies, acquaintances, friends they might hang out with in, in a big core group. But I think that that term is being used very lightly with a lot of people. I think it's the same way when, like, somebody throws around, like, yo, he's a legend or he's an icon. And I'm like, no, not yet. Like, James Brown is a legend, right? But Anderson .Paak is not. He's good, but he ain't a legend yet. And I think that's the same thing with best friend. Goat. Lightly. Goat. That's another one.
1: People just throw out goat all the time, dude. Yeah. There's not 12 basketball goats. No. the you greatest can't. of all time
0: yeah 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 it, it,
1: he's it. the greatest of all time him and his 17 buddies
0: no yeah, yeah it doesn't work that way yeah, that's the thing you don't normally have 12 best friends right i Cur- i, I, I can, it doesn't work that way
1: no like you you can have a different opinion on who's a goat yeah i believe michael jordan is the goat there are people who would argue and say it's Kobe or it's LeBron or Bill Russell if, you know, you're like I've been
0: hearing a lot of arguments for Kareem.
1: Kareem, right? All of these yeah. people, whatever, right? You yeah. can't have 15 best goats, you know what I mean? No. And, and best friends is the same kind of thing. Like you can't and, and and I'll just tell you this, man, and and I'll and I'll be real with you guys right now. I've been in this situation. I have a lady in my life, sort of. Right now, who we have been playing this game for years. Mm -hmm. And it's impossible. Our relationship constantly is like a... uh, It's constant undulations. Ups and downs, ups and downs. Because I am not able to do that and be a best friend without that other piece. Because... If I, it is exactly what you said, Bill. When you are a best friend, you have an emotional connection, you have a deep connection, you have like intimate secrets. And that stuff to me, right? Revs the right. feelings in right. you, right? And when the yeah. feelings get involved with a guy or most guys, the answer for that or they fuel for that is physical. Sure. When a, those things get revved up in a female, for the most part, it is emotional. Right. So she right. believes we can be this the way things are. Mm. In my mind, horseshit, you're getting your cake and eating it too. Right. And that's yeah. not fair to me. Yeah so we constantly have played the game where we're up and down we're up and down and it you know and it gets to the point where like we we i have fought with her more than i have fought with girls i dated right because we're constantly butting heads about it right you know what i mean and and the thing is 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 when you're doing if, if it's with somebody who's in a relationship which is what you talked about like that per if you have that deep of a connection, that should be with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And right. if they're in a relationship and then having that relationship with you, you're emotionally cheating.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah I can Which is that. a
1: response to what you said, right? You should be having those feelings and those things, right? Now, let's take Keith for example, because you brought him up. I would assume Keith's married, right? Yes. Keith has those connections and feelings with his wife. The connection and the emotional and all that stuff. Right. And so you, you, uh, it would be assumed. So when you are having that, then you don't need necessarily. To have those things in a best friend. So then to me, I'm assuming he doesn't have these deep emotional connections and things with a girl who is his girl? His best friend, then it becomes the definition of best friend.
0: Right, and that's where I think there's some breakdown. Correct. That's what I was talking about. I think the term best friend may be different, have different meanings for different people. Like there's good friends, great friends, and then best friend. When I think of a best friend, I think of my wife as far as the female in my life who's my best friend. And then I think of you, Keith, like my homies, like my ride or die, have my back no matter what. Keith's had my back since day one, like always been there for me, whether it be in music, whether it be in my personal life. He's always been there. Same thing with you, man. Once we reconnected and started talking, I can lean on you, man. You've been there. You've helped me move twice. You've, you know, you, you and I have had long conversations about difficulties in our lives and problems and issues that we faced. I've got my homies for that and i've got my wife for that and i just don't know it's for me it would be strange to go to another woman to, with that and i don't think my wife would like it i'm assuming this is assuming you know what they say when you assume but i'm assuming my wife wouldn't like it if i had a problem and i leaned on a woman rather than talking with her or talking with you
1: now let's just, like so let's just say right let's just say because you're referencing you and your wife let's say you were having marital problems okay Okay. you lean on me and talk to me about what you're dealing with. Totally understandable. Talking to my boy about it.
0: It Right.
1: Now, if you're talking to Sarah at the office about it and you guys are sitting around after work at the coffee lounge. Right. And you're talking. Right. That's a problem.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the thing I'm talking about. Right.
0: Right. So then
1: that's and that's where shit. That's where shit happens. Right. It's so weird, like, seeing myself on the face FaceTime. <laughs> yeah. right? Like, I feel like this is what people would be watching if we recorded.
0: Yes, yeah, it's like, it could be 3D, like, whoop, 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 yeah, I'm, like, whoop,
1: pointing, you know? Bill. And nobody yeah, can yeah. see what I'm talking about right now, but yeah, yeah. I'm pointing at the, I'm, I'm talking with my hands, like, full Italiano. You know, yeah. like, uh, hey, Don Bittner Leone, how you doing, uh, Scotty, Ga- how you doing? Sc- Scotty Gambino.
0: That's right. that's
1: right. Hey, so, you know, and, and that's, and, like, And that's the thing to me is like the best friend thing, right? And I'm not talking like out of my ass because I've lived this. I've literally had fights. I have this person in my life where I have gone up and down and we fight and we don't talk and then we do talk and then it gets to a point where we start talking and then we slide back into normal things where like we start to ramp up again and then we end up fighting again. Right. Because I don't think it's possible for most people to have those kind of feelings and not have an emotional connection or a physical connection.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not the norm. And like I said, I think that a lot of those people on social media that were just like, yep, of course, absolutely. I don't think that I think that they're taking the term best friend very loose, very lightly. Because I got a shitload of friends that are women. Casual friends in the office, like great people, good people, but I'm not after the office. That's where the friendship ends. It's over at that point. You know what I mean? Like
1: I've talked to a lot of women, some of the greatest women in all the world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah i'm an expert on women
0: <laughs> yeah thank you uh
1: wrong the don um yeah. but, but and, that, and that and that's it dude i've got tons of female friends but friends Yes, not best not, friends
0: not best friends no absolutely not yeah. just friends acquaintances yeah. like yeah dude a lot great ladies in my office great ladies in my office that, that are great co-workers that would help me out in the jam and i'll help them out in the jam but it doesn't carry on outside the office like that's it like or you know if we have a work party or you know something like of that nature but yeah no it's not i'm not texting them on my off time we're not gonna go catch a movie like that would just be weird. I said it on the last podcast where we talked about this. I don't think their husbands would like it much either. You know, it's not just my wife, you know. Their men ain't going to be into it all that much either. But anyway, so before I backtrack, you were going to say something.
1: <sighs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did you t-
0: forget? Did I, did I side rail you? Or- oh, no,
1: no, 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 no.
0: Side rail. That's not a thing. Derail is what I meant to say.
1: Uh g- god damn it Billy. Yeah
0: <laughs> you side railed me.
1: You side railed me. I don't ever have these problems when I'm dealing with propane.
0: <laughs> Great pressure.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh all right, so uh what I was asking was I was, mind if I say something.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Alright, you're gonna have you can can you give me the floor, please?
0: I can. Take the floor, it's yours. Oh hell yeah.
1: I personally, I just want to say how proud of you I am. And I'm going to tell you why. All right. This is, and, and I do not want you to take this as a a, a negative by any means. I believe that uh, if you've ever watched the show or the movie Caddyshack,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it says, the world needs ditch diggers too, Danny. Yeah. (laughs) Which means every job is valuable, whatever you do, right? You spent a long time in your life waiting tables and working in restaurants. Yes. And uh, you spent years at Perco's. You spent many years at Marlene and Glenn's. Busting your ass, working way harder than you got paid for. With no benefits, no whatever, didn't get reimbursed and taken care of like you should have. Back pain, smelling like French fries and grease and gravy and all of that shit, yes. just so you could go home and be exhausted and not get what you what you busted your ass for. Overworked, underpaid, and undervalued. In my okay. opinion, sir.
0: No, no arguments here on that. Yes, that was hard work. Restaurant work sucks.
1: As I discussed, when I changed jobs. Yeah. That is a insane decision to just uproot and change your life when you are comfortable whether you're happy or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And you made the conscious decision to leave the restaurant business and take a job with ServePro. Yeah. In I forget the term of what ServePro does
0: restoration
1: restoration you went from restaurant to restoration
0: yes sales and marketing
1: and that was an insane change for you given what you've done the last 15 to 20 years of your life
0: yeah 21 now years i did that
1: now let me just tell you and i don't mean to out you here yeah 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 i mean i do mean to out you because i already said you weren't fit as a fiddle yeah <laughs> i already threw you under the bus once
0: you did so you i'll
1: did. do it again all right. You're no spring chicken.
0: No, no. You're I'm not
1: sorry. in your 20s. No. You're not changing your life at 20. No. You're changing your life in your
0: 40s. Correct.
1: And you switched to Serve Pro. and worked there for how many years? Four years. Four years at Serve Pro, restaurant to restoration. Correct. And then because of your hard work, because of your marketing, because of your personality... You were able to network in the Sacramento area. And one of those people was a place called Aborn Powers. Correct. And you were able to manufacture a relationship to the point where somebody from Aborn Powers put a little bug in your ear about coming to work there. Correct. And so you had a real tough decision to make Do I want to leave this? Is this better for me? Am I ready? Is this too much? Do I want to do it? Like, what's the benefits? What's the pros? What's the cons? We've talked about it on a long episode many years ago. We talked about the process that you went through while you tried to figure that out. And you made the decision to go to Aborn Powers and change your life for the betterment of Bill Adams and your family. Yes. Now, this entire process, once you moved... Difficult again. You had to learn oh, yeah. something completely new. You've never worked in property management. So, you don't know one thing, right? What have you known so far? Cleaning up shit and serving waffles.
0: Yes, pretty much. That's
1: right? It. That's yeah. Yeah, it's really dumbing it down, but restaurant yeah. to restoration. Correct. Now you got to learn about property management and everything that comes with that. Again... No spring chicken. No. You're in your 40s. Now, I can you teach an old to. dog new tricks? You sure can. Yeah. Because you learned those tricks. I did. You learned about property management. And then as you learned about property management, you started working on maybe upgrading yourself in the company, right?
0: Yeah. I moved to business development management.
1: Moved to business development management. Another hard change. Yeah. More change, more learning, more process, all for the betterment. Yes. The long-term goal. Correct. And then you went ahead and just killed that. And then where'd you go?
0: Well, this is the scariest one of them all. I'm, I was more terrified with this change than any other. I made the move from business development management, which is a salary position. That is a position where it is my job to find people with rental properties who are managing their own rental properties and convince them to have us manage them. But this job had a salary uh, along with I earned commissions for any property I brought on. Well, uh, they came to me. uh, Our real estate department has really been lacking in new agents. And Dan, Dan, our head of residential real estate has wanted me to come over there and work with them for a long time. Uh, And I had the broker of my company come into my office. um, The um, Tuesday before I left for Orlando. And you know how, when you're the big boss, the main boss comes in and says, you got a minute. And then you say, sure. And she comes in and closes the door behind you and sits down. Like this is the whole owner of the whole shebang. Like whoever that big wig, big cheese is at your place, man, that, think of the highest person you have that's who she is she came in sweetest lady on the planet nothing to be afraid of but when the boss talks you listen you know what i'm saying like and she came in and just basically said we really think you could make more money we think this would be a great change for you we think you'd excel you've got the personality for it we love the way you work we want you to come to be a real estate agent we want you to work in residential real estate and sales and i was like whoa uh that's awesome I appreciate the offer um but no salary straight commission so I would have to I gotta hit the ground running and start either finding people to buy homes or listing homes to sell like immediately or or no money comes in like zero <laughs> so she was sweet enough to tell me well look we'll let you keep your salary through this year so I'm gonna stay on my salary until uh, January 1. So I'll get paid through December on my salary. And then come January 1, it's straight commission. But I'm still like, yo, that's terrifying. That scares the hell out of me. Because not only do I lose my salary, I lose my health benefits and my dental. Um, But she's like, I believe in you. I think you could make, you know, if you really grind it, you can make a 100 grand a year. Like if you really put your mind to it and use all your assets. She goes, think about it. All right, I'll think about it. Well, she left. And a couple hours later, Dan, the head of residential real estate sales, came in, same deal, closed my door, sat down, and just goes, Man, we want you. I've wanted you in there for a long time. I think you could do this. This position you're in now, it's not really working out like we'd hoped it would for you. Come work with me. And I go, All right, man, let me talk to my wife. Let me think about it. You know, like, I really need to think about it. Like, that's a serious change. But here's the thing, you and I have talked about for a long time. Um the best things in life happen outside the comfort zone, right? Like, uh, what's that Noss line that you and I like to c- quote? Um, this, the end of your comfort zone is the start of your life. Your life the begins.
1: Moment,
0: yeah, the moment you get comfortable is the moment you know you got it right. So your life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So I told both my CEO and the head of residential real estate, this scares the hell out of me. Like I'm scared. I told him that I'm, it scares me, but that means I should probably do it. Um, so I came home and talked with Amber. I said, look, it's dangerous. You know, this is a, it's a gamble. I'm gambling on myself because if I don't sell a house, I got nobody else to blame but me. But I have the support of everybody in the real estate office. They're going to give me everything I need to succeed. It's just about me putting in the hard work. Um, but it was scary as hell to know I'm going to lose my salary and I'm doing all this right before I'm going to the most expensive place on earth, right? I'm leaving for Orlando Disney world. So I'm going to about to go spend a shit ton of money. I don't have, and then come back in a couple months later, lose my salary. But I came back that Monday, I looked Dan in the eye and I said, yo man, I'm in, I'm in let's, let's go. I'm in, let's go. When I get back Monday from Orlando, I'm gonna hit the ground running and, and let's do this. So I'm on the clock now, baby. I've got three months to find a buyer for a house or list a house and start making money, man. It's scary as hell, dude, but I'm going for it.
1: So you went from slang and steak fries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: To restoration. Correct. To property management. Right. To business something
0: business development management
1: business development management and did such an amazing job that people in your company wanted you to come over to real estate correct and i just want to tell you man that i am so proud of you because that is such a massive professional jump from where you started what you were going through how your life was because i knew it i saw it i was around it to where you are now it's just a fantastic jump it's just hard work and dedication and i am a firm believer in that when people do good things people don't give enough credit and praise and i just wanted to tell you how proud of you i am for what you've done and what you've accomplished and and, and no matter what anybody thinks or says you're a fucking badass and uh, you're an inspiration to people and i'm sure that your son and sons are recognizing what you're doing and i hope they're paying attention man so great job
0: i appreciate it man like i said it's uh it's scary as hell but uh i'm gonna live in that fear man and i'm gonna take it and use it as fuel so that's that's where i'm at now man but uh that that's amazing man thank you i appreciate yeah yeah the last six almost six and a half years have been insane i've never you know i i was at Perco's Cafe for 7 years and then I was at Marlene and Glenn's for 18 years. So to, to pretty much do the same job for like 21, 22 years and then all of a sudden all of a sudden in the last 6 years to change careers like five times in 6 years is like insane, dude, but but uh, yeah, it's crazy, scary, amazing, uh, rewarding, any any adjective or you can think of pretty much. Um, it's right there, man. But I appreciate that, man. That That's awesome. I didn't know we were going there, but I respect that, man. And I and it makes me feel good to know uh, know you feel that way. Your opinion means a lot to me, man.
1: Well, I'll tell you this, man. If you were to look at the life paths of you and me, they're very different.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you were, like you said, 24, 24 hours, 24 years in the restaurant business? Yeah. Right? I left, went to college, went to another college, worked a bunch of jobs, lots of lots of wins, lots of failures, lots of life, lots of right, you know what I mean? Totally different yeah. life path. Right. You had lots of wins and failures and stuff, but like different life path. Correct. And and, and for for both of us to make changes in our forties that have tremendous uh, risk and fear and things built into them like that you yeah. know and, and to both uh, so far be happy and and know that that was the right decision I, I just think it's a testament to uh, to believing in yourself and uh, you know and 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 I live my life like this and I told you this before and and I think it was probably onli- uh, on online online or uh, on the show uh look man I, I just take your shot. If it blows up, I look at it this way. I have learned in the last four years that I am extremely talented and I have something that is something people want. So if it blows up and if it doesn't work, I'll be all right. I can figure something out. Right. So take your shot.
0: Yeah, man. That's all we can do. Yeah. If you're going to bet on anybody, man, bet on yourself. And and if you're going to bet on yourself, go all in. 110% Hundred and ten percent, no turning back, and that's what I'm doing, man. And I and I know that's what you're doing too with your new job and uh and I think we're gonna make the best of it, man. I, I, I can I can't think of it any other way. If I I try not to you know, there's a couple moments where I caught myself, Oh my god, what happens if I don't sell a house? Well, that's not an option. So that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? That's. I will sell a home. I you'll, will find someone a home. They will buy a home.
1: You'll figure it out, man. You you have the talent. You have the ability. They would not have come and got you if they didn't think you could do it.
0: Agreed. And so believe in
1: yourself, it. my guy.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I've got the support from my from a good team. So. Now it's just putting in the work and believing in myself. That's it, man. Well, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that very much.
1: Just don't forget about us when you're, uh, you know, you're selling homes in Beverly Hills.
0: Yeah. <laughs> in Beverly. Yeah, now nah, We're going to stick to that. This sack, week man.
1: on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. The I'm Robin. Robin I'm Leech. Robin
0: Leach. Remember Robin Leach, man? Right? Yeah, man. Hey, if I get that big, that'd be awesome, man.
1: This week yeah. in the Auburn Hills.
0: Yes. All right, well, man, good episode. I think we covered a lot of ground today, man. Um, went to a lot of places I didn't expect us to go. That was a nice little turn there at the end. But uh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you got anything else, or we gonna get up out of here?
1: Nah, that's it, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we uh, we can uh, rearrange this, uh, get things back on track. But I appreciate you being safe and and uh, not, you know, not yeah. being an outlaw. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. I, you know, when, when the second person, when the first girl said she had COVID, I was like, I feel fine. It's not that big of a deal. When the second girl who showed no symptoms was like, hey, guys, I just tested positive and I feel fine. Then I got a little nervous. I'm going to be honest with you. That's when I was like, yo, when are those test results coming in? Like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, so yeah. Right. I definitely would not want to you know be walking around with it infecting a bunch of other people and it just ain't worth it we can do this like this and now that i know i'm healthy not not gonna say fit as a fiddle but now that i know that i don't have covid
1: now that i know that i'm healthy and fit as a cello
0: yeah now that i know that i don't have covid and i go back to the gym i will and uh so yeah man it's uh let me get us on up out of here then good episode man. please
1: do my man
0: in the immortal words of my man george clinton anything good is nasty, but it ain't good unless you play with it. So go out there and have some fun, my people. And until the next time, we'll see you in the 209.
1: Believe in yourself, my people.
0: Got to. Peace.